This is the place to go for anime, manga, comics, video games, all pop culture information. This is the place that you need to be. This program is brought to you by Blackened Studios Entertainment Division. Remember, it's Blackened. This is Haley Cummings, and when I want to listen to something funny and down-to-earth, I tune into the hardest-working podcast out there. My favorite and Oklahoma's favorite podcast, The Elijah Bailey Show. Thanks for downloading The Elijah Bailey Show from iTunes or BlackStudios.com, and here's a word from some of the folks that make it possible for you to hear this show for free every Thursday. Um, hey, hey, what is up, everybody? What is this? Is this is my son? One of my come here. What is it? Come here. Come on. What do you want? He just came out, came in from outside, and he's whining again. So either um, another dog. We have some new dogs in the neighborhood, or there's a puppy out there that they usually bring around uh, the house that's behind us every every week or so to socialize with some of the other dogs but he's whining right now and so he's not leaving me alone go go to mommy go go play but i'm elijah 5000 so if you're watching here on edge gaming uh channel here on facebook i'm half of edge gaming my wife jessica's the other half we play games uh quite often and if you know what the elijah bailey show is let me try to get that glare off my glasses then you know that uh, myself and uh, Sir Buckety, Richard Taplin, do a weekly podcast, The Elijah Bailey Show. Now, last week, we didn't have a show, and then this Sunday, I missed my show. Uh, and we're going to get into that now. There's not going to be any music um, per se here. We're just going to go right into the show. If you listen on Thursday, it'll all be added in post, added in post as usual. But um, I've been having some stomach issues. I, I If you listen to the show, we talk about the the... the Ah, the CGF factor. Now, that's a shit factor. If you have a high CGF factor, cripple goose factor, then, you know, you're probably, the, the shit is up here. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about I'm having pressure and pain. So I I just been coming home, literally coming home after work on the days that I have been going and just sleeping. Like I come home, eat maybe if I can, something light, and then pass out and go to sleep. So uh, that's why we haven't had a show in the last couple of days. Um, remember, if there's if the show ever cuts out, you can find the full episodes on YouTube or on Patreon by joining at patreon.com forward slash Elijah Bailey show or patreon.com forward slash Elijah underscore 5000, which both are under maintenance right now, as well as the Biddle Anime Patreon. We are trying to bring you guys even more and better content uh, for you guys. So let's go ahead and, and get into today's show. This is episode 244 today's show we're talking about everything that dropped and released from hbo max uh and then disney for 2021 that includes star wars pixar uh fucking they're bringing everything and then we're also going to be doing uh the 2020 anime awards now if you know anything about this show uh each and every week is a different topic we have the first week of the month is comics second week is anime third week is video game and the fourth week is the bailey bugle at the end of the year though the two biggest categories out of that which would be video games and anime we break down and we do um awards for those now these awards are something that uh are held near and dear to our hearts just because we we love anime we love video games 
And so we try to present this stuff in a different way. And then throughout the year, we're like really sitting here just like ingesting a lot of stuff. Now, there's one thing that I do want to say. We're talking about anime awards. We are not going to cover Dragon Ball Super, uh, this last chapter, 66 or 67 that came out. It changed things. There's a lot of stuff going on. I'm actually going to invite the Buckety on because he missed the last um, chapter. And this chapter, we were talking a lot about. So we're going to invite uh, the Buckety back. I think he's got some time. Uh, we'll make time to get him uh, back on so that way we can talk about what happened. Because I know uh, as soon as it dropped, he sent me a text message. And I was like, yeah, I know. I know. And I feel like I feel like what we're getting ready to see now is is the uprising to another arc in the anime. But again, we're not talking about that. This is the uh, the award. So let me do this real quick uh, before we start. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and share on post because there's a lot of people that wanted to get in on my anime awards to see what I chose this year. Uh, and, and and we're going to have we're going to have disputes. I know this. It's just fine. I don't care. You You can at me if you want. Uh, all the information is always up here for you guys. You can see it right down the, down below. Just go ahead, Twitter, whatever you want to say. Just just put it there. But um, there's there's going to be some hurt feelings, and there's going to be some things that uh, there's going to be some shows that I don't even mention, and they're like, why is it not mentioned that came out this year? Yeah, we'll talk about how impactful these shows were to me. Just a couple more uh, clicks of a button, and then we'll be ready to go now. One thing I do want to say, if you do want to help support the show, um, everybody's been asking what's been going on. We had the huge ice storm, which took down some trees in the back, and that took out the, uh, that took out the power at the house. Got that fixed, and then Cox has been dragging its feet on internet. We got that fixed, and then the power went out again, or the internet went out again. And it's just been problem after problem. So I've been working on upgrading and trying to do as much as I can to relieve uh, the stress and the tension from all these outside forces. So that way we can keep producing quality shows and get them out on time. And I don't have to worry because me and Jessica both are doing a lot of work with uh, DaVinci Resolve on, on editing these videos. But without the Internet, we can't get to what we need to. We can't finish editing. So uh, if you do want to help... Uh, promote the show, help contribute in any way. Uh, Patreon's always a good way. Um, you can always see in the show description, the cash app, all that money goes straight back into the show for new monitors, new PCs, um, all that good stuff. So everything has finally been shared. Let's go into the releases for 2021 for Warner Brothers for HBO Max. Now, if you have not subscribed to HBO Max, I don't know, I don't know why. I think a lot of people think that HBO Max is just going to offer just films, just HBO films. But you have Crunchyroll, you have uh, Studio Ghibli films, you have um, the DC, because DC Universe or, yeah, the DC Universe is going away and that's uh, being absorbed into HBO Max. And you have a lot of other things in there as well. So you're getting this um, diverse community. If you are an anime watcher and you watch Crunchyroll, then this is just like VRV, how VRV House is Rooster, Rooster Teeth, um, high Dive, Crunchyroll, and Nickelodeon, X, Y, and Z. So let's start and go down these films. Now I'll give you the synopsis for these films because some of these I haven't heard of, um, but here's the full 2021 list of HBO Max uh, films to come and patreon.com forward slash Elijah Bailey show. You can click the link and in those show notes, you can click and 
look at this full list and write down whatever you want. But January 29, 2021, we have The Little Things. It's a crime thriller. Director and writer John Lee Hancock. Cast Denzel Washington, Rami Malek, uh, Jared Leto, Natalia Morris, Kenny, uh, Terry Kennedy, Chris Burrow, uh, Jorsey Jarsky, Isabel Arazi, and Michael Hyatt. And was it about the little uh, the little things Denzel Washington plays a deputy sheriff who's sent to Los Angeles on an evidence gathering assignment only to become embroiled in the search for a serial killer who terrorized the city. Uh, next, this one I heard a lot about and I'm, I'm interested for this is Judas and the Black Messiah. This releases early 2021. This is a true story drama. Uh, director Shaka King, writer Shaka King and Will Bear, uh, Bearson cast Daniel Kaluuya. Uh, Lakeith Stanfield, Jesse uh, Plimonos, uh, Dominique Fishback, Ashton Sanders, and Martin Sheen. Uh, what is it about? The Judas and the Black Messiah chronicles a tragic uh, story of the Black Panther Party leader, Fred Hampton, who was assassinated by the FBI at the age of 21. Uh, next, this is interesting. I didn't think we'd be seeing anything from this. This is old classic Tom and Jerry, March 5th, 2021. Uh, animated live action film uh, directed by Tim Story, writer Kevin Castiello, cast Chloe Garcia uh, Mortez, Michael Pena, always a favorite. If you don't remember Michael Pena, he played um, in Ant Man, both Ant Man 1 and 2, Scott Lang's friend. Uh, also, we have uh, Rob Delaney, Pallavi Sherrod, Jordan Bolger, um, Asti Fernan, Nikki Jam. Bobby Canville, Kenny Jong, and Lee Ray Howery. Tom and Jerry, the classic cartoon, comes to life in the story that finds Jerry moving to New York City's finest hotel on the eve of the wedding of uh, wedding of the century. The event planner then hires Tom to get rid of him. So Tom's got a job now. Uh, the Many Saints of Newark. This is supposed to drop March 12, 2021. Crime drama, Alan Taylor's director, writers, David Chase, and Lawrence Connor. Uh, cast Alessandro Nivola, Leslie Odom Jr., John Barenthal, which I hear that Marvel is trying to pick him back up as the Punisher, so fingers crossed. Corey Stroll, Michael uh, Gondolfin, Finney, Billy Magnuson, uh, Michael DeRosa, John Magaro, Ray Liotta, and then Far uh, Vera Farmiga. Uh, let's see. The Many Saints of Newark takes place in 1960s against the backdrop of the Newark riot uh, when the African-American and Italian communities were often at each other's throats. The film is a prequel to HBO's The Sopranos and features younger version of the cast from the film. Uh, next, April 16th, 2021. Uh, reminiscence. Uh, sci-fi romantic thriller director writer lisa joe cast hugh jackman haven't seen him in a while and i heard that marvel um and the logan director and hugh jackman have been talking about bringing him back to marvel for something now that you were seeing a lot of tie overs but we'll talk about that later um this is hugh jackman rebecca ferguson and uh thandy newton uh, westworld co-showrunner lisa joy makes her feature film debut with reminence Reminiscence uh, about a scientist who discovers a way to relive, uh, relive your past, uh, which he then uses to search for his lost love. Uh, I think this is like the more sci-fi, real-life version of what Kingpin was doing in Enter the Spider-Verse. Next, I'm waiting for this. I love these series, Godzilla vs. King Kong. May 21st, 2021. 
uh, monster uh, monster against movie. Let's see. Director Adam Wingard, writer Terry Rosa, and cast Alexander Skarsgård, who he's been acting consistently since it, even before that, um, the show that they had on um, Hemlock Grove on Netflix. I mean, he's been consistently working. Millie Bobby Brown, uh, Rebecca Hall, Brian uh, Tari Henry, uh, Isa Gonzalez, Jessica Henwick, Kyle Chandler, and Demain. This year, uh, this sequel, amply named Godzilla vs. King Kong, finds humanity's fight for its future, setting Godzilla and King Kong on a collision course as Monarch embarks on a mission to unearth clues of the Titan's origins. Uh, you don't even need that. They just need to fight. Whatever the reason is, they need to be the last two standing, and then they need to fight. That's all that happens. Godzilla, King Kong, no more explanation. I don't want either one to die. I feel like they're both going to walk away injured at the end. They're going to come to some kind of conclusion because we love Godzilla and we love King Kong. Ooh. This, this series has been going quite a while. I've watched it, all of them. They, they get the hairs on the back of my neck standing up. We have The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. Uh, June 4, 2021, horror by Michael uh, Chavez. Uh, writer David Leslie Johnson McGoldrick. Cast uh, Vera Farmiga, Patrick Wilson, uh, Rieri O'Connor, Sarah Catherine Cook, and Julian Hillard. Uh, the Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, is a story about demonic possession wrapped up in the courtroom drama as a murder suspect claims possession as his defense. Next, In the Heights, June 18, 2021, the musical by John M. Cho, um, writer Kiera Algera Hudez. I'm butchering these names, sorry. Um, but yeah, just, just watch the films. Cast... Anthon Ramos, Corey Hawkins, Leslie Grace, Melissa Barra, uh, Olga Meredith, Daphne, ooh, a real Daphne, Daphne Ruben Vega, Gregory Diaz, of course, Stephanie Beatrice, who plays Rosa Diaz on, um, not Reno 911, but Brooklyn 99, uh, Dasho uh, Palaco, and Jimmy Smiths. Uh, this is uh, based on the smash hit Broadway musical Lin-Manuel Miranda in the Heights tells the story of a bodega owner in Washington Heights who dreams of a better life. Don't we all? This one, I, I, I want, just let the series die. Space Jam, A New Legacy, July 16, 2021. Family sports film by Malcolm D. Lee. I'm not really excited because I feel like you're just going to butcher another one of my my dreams. Uh, writer Sev Ohanan and Ryan Coogler. Okay, wait a second. We got Ryan Coogler. Cast LeBron James, uh, Don Cheadle, and then uh, Martin Green. So Naqua Martin Green. Uh, long-awaited sequel finds LeBron James teaming up with Bugs Bunny and the Looney Tunes. Mm. Oh, sorry. Just just that short ass description was putting me to sleep. But it's got Ryan Coogler as one of the writers. John Cheadle's in the mix with uh, LeBron James. So I know a video game's coming out, and they're asking people su- to submit their what kind of game modes they would like in the game. So I don't know. 
It could be cool. This one I've been waiting for, The Suicide Squad, August 6, 2021, superhero action, James Gunn, Margot Robbie, Idris Elba, John Cena, Joel Kinnaman, uh, Peter Capaletti, Viola Davis, Jock Courtney, uh, uh, Alice uh, Barga, Pete Davidson, uh, Taika Waititi, Nathaniel Fillion, who I heard the, the Firefly and some other things are happening for, uh, Storm Reed, Steve Ag- um, Aggie, and then Sean Gunn are all coming back for this film. I heard Will Smith is reprising, reprising the role of Deadshot for something. I'm not sure. But uh, The Suicide Squad, uh, James Gunn, DC Comics Adaptation finds the, the titular squad sent on a new dangerous mission in South America. And as we know, everybody is expendable. I am definitely want to see that. Dune. October 1st, 2021. Sci-fi by Dennis Villani, Villan. I always fuck his name up. Dennis. You know who I name? Denny, 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 Dennis. Uh, Denny's a writer. John uh, Safitis and Eric Roth. Uh, we have a cast. We have Jason Momoa. That's all I need. Chang Shin. Zendaya. Um, Stephen McKinley Henderson. Uh, Javier Bardem, David Batista, Josh Brolin, uh, uh, Stellan Skarsgård, which all I really uh, is. Is he the one that played Eric in True Blood? There's so many of the brothers, but Oscar Isaacs, who's phenomenal. I'm ready for Moon Knight. Rebecca Ferguson again. And then Timothy uh, Shyamalan. Um, but based on the novel, the same name by Frank Herbert, Dune tells the story of the brilliant and gifted young man born into a dynasty who must travel to the most dangerous planet in the universe to secure his family's future. It's it's a sci-fi epic. This is a dynasty. I'm ready to see this. The cast alone should just fucking get you where you need to be. That's all you need. You just need to be in a be in a place with movies like Dune, The Suicide Squad. You always have to be in this place of euphoria for that genre that's how i get with aliens when aliens comes on i'm just like a warm blanket you put a warm blanket and you're wrapped up sitting in front of tv as a kid that's how i feel every time i watch aliens when i'm getting ready for films like this uh sitting in this chair i don't have to be wrapped in a blanket but they give me the feels next this one seems pretty interesting king richard november 19th 2021 true story drama um Rinaldo Marcus Green is the director, writer Zach Balin, uh, cast Will Smith, John Barenthal, uh, Dylan McDermott, Tony Goldwyn, Saya Sidney, and Demi Singleton. The King Richard tells the story of Richard Williams, the father of tennis legend Venus and Serena Williams. So we're going to get to see Will bust them chops, and I'm, I'm excited to see uh, John Barenthal in this film. The Matrix 4... Speaking of Will Smith, uh, I don't know if he's being cast in this. He said he wanted to, but Matrix 4, December 22nd, 2021, so one year from today. Sci-fi epic, uh, Lana Wachowski is the director and one of the writers, along with, hang on. All right, I'm back. Sorry. Sorry. Hang time came strong. Yes, sorry. Oh, wow, I wouldn't mind uh well joining the matrix franchise series he was uh approached about it the first time yeah i i know will got approached about and sorry again the the driver for doordash they don't follow fucking directions um but yeah i'm coming back reading the comments yes will smith was approached about it 
So it would be nice to see him in there with Kiana and the other people that they've got to pull into this cast. But um, let's see. Like I said, Lana Wallawashki is both the writer and director. Um, hang on. Let me look. Yes, I always got to make sure the mic's on because sometimes I record and the shit ain't on. Alexander uh, Hemmen and then uh, David Mc, uh, Mitchell. Uh, Keanu Reeves, Kara Ann Moss, uh, Yahya Abdul-Mateen II, who had a phenomenal job in the Watchmen series and is also coming back for Aquaman 2. Uh, Jessica Henwick, Priyanka Copra, uh, Neil Patrick Harris, and Jonathan Grove. Matrix 4 is under lock and key, but the sequel features new and returning faces. And I heard something that The Matrix 4 was saying that fuck neil has to go back and everything that happened at the end fuck was it like god damn it i heard two different things and now i'm like conflicting what i heard i feel like um i'm crossing these over but i think one is like they're deeper into another simulation and then neo kind of has this thor moment where he has to prove himself as the one um kind of like fallen on some kind of time, but I don't even remember what happened at the, I got to rewatch some motherfucking movies. I don't remember Mortal Kombat to be announced. 2021 action martial arts film, uh, director Simon McQuoid McQuid quid. Yeah. We'll say quid writer, Greg Russo and Dave Kalaman, uh, cast Jessica McNamee, uh, Hiroyuki, Hiroyuki Sanada, uh, Tanobu, Asano, Ludi Lin, Joe uh, Taslim, Josh Lawson, Chris Hahn, Louis Tan, and then Machad Brooks. Uh, the new adaptation of the popular video game franchise Mortal Kombat is intended to kick off a new franchise. So no more reboots, even though the YouTube series that they did was fucking amazing. It was really good. I really wanted to see that come into fruition, those little short films. But even without it, this is what we get. We're getting this series, so I'm excited about it. Um, next, we have Malignant. This is a horror coming out. This is to be announced, 2021, by James Wan. Uh, writer, Akalea uh, Cooper, and then cast, Annabelle Wallace. The mysterious origin horror uh, film, Malignant, from the mind of, excuse me, the mind of Conjuring and Saw creator James Wan is keeping its story under wraps. Uh, next is Those Who Wish Me Dead, to be announced, 2021 thriller by t written and directed by Taylor Sheridan and uh, also written by Michael uh, uh, Corita, uh, Angelina Jolie, John Barenthal. John Barenthal is getting a lot of fucking work, and it's good to see him acting. If you guys ever get a chance, was it on the Joe Rogan podcast? He was on a podcast and just talking about his life, how he fucked up, and he was, you know, what he thought it was to be a man and to be super aggressive and all these fights and being back home and being in jail. And then he just straightened his fucking life up and he's got it right. He is consistently doing work, but John Barenthal, Nicholas Hout, Tyler Perry, uh, Aiden Gillian, and then Jake Weber. Uh, those who wish, uh, those who wish me dead, a teenage murder witness is pursued by two twin assassins in a Montana wilderness while being protected by a survival expert expert fucking amazing that kind of reminded me on something we're going to take a pause just for a second from hbo max uh, before we get to uh clint eastwood's next film but walker texas ranger 
They're redoing the series. I watched the original. My grandma's a huge Walker, Texas Ranger, fucking Roadhouse, like all that shit fan. And I know Supernatural ended, and I know I should give things a try. If you get a chance, go watch the Walker, the Texas Ranger trailer and tell me if you could, if you know what that show's about and if you want to watch it. Just, just do that for me and let me know and we'll go from there. All right, next on the list, Cry Macho is to be announced 2021. Uh, dramatic thriller by Clint Eastwood, written by N. Richard Nash and cast Clint Eastwood. Based on the book of the same name, Cry Macho follows a one-time rodeo star and a horse breeder who sells out to uh, <clears throat> to retrieve a man's young son from his alcoholic mother and on the journey back from a kinship of the young boy. Those are all the releases for 2021 for HBO Max. If you don't remember them, this is a podcast. Replay this bitch. Listen to them again or patreon.com forward slash Elijah Bailey show. <laughs> I always like to be a, a little bit of an ass sometimes that's that's for buck right there all right so now let's go ahead if you guys have comments go ahead throw them up i'm checking back and forth as i'm going through all this shit for the show computers running strong right now we're gonna blast through this episode <laughs> let's go to the disney plus programming so we're gonna break down into star wars pixar and and uh marvel so let's go through all this shit so started lucas films we saw her make the debut the woman that crosses genres. And I feel like if she hasn't been, she's about to be in DC Universe, which I think she voiced Wonder Woman already. Rosario Dawson, Ahsoka Tano, showed us who she was in The Mandalorian as she talked baby talk and the cutest baby talk. But we have Ahsoka after making a long-awaited live-action debut on The Mandalorian, Ahsoka Tao's story, written by Dave uh, Filoni, will continue a limited series. Ahsoka starring Rosario Dawson and executive producer Dave Filoni and John Favreau. Excited about... I'm excited about all this shit. I don't care if I go to the fucking movies. I don't care if it's streamed. I just want to see this shit. And so everything... Like, HBO Max came out, did their list... Right after they announced Wonder Woman in just a few days. Today's December 22nd. It comes out December 25th. So the tomorrow, if you're listening to this show, Wonder Woman or Midnight Tonight, Wonder Woman 1984 will be out. You guys watch that shit because I think it's out for a month before it exits HBO Max or you have to. It, it goes to other paid platforms. But I'm excited for all this shit. Next, Rangers of the New Republic, set within the timeline of The Mandalorian, Rangers of the New Republic is a new live-action series from the executive producer John Favreau and Dave Filoni that will uh, intersect with the future stories and cumulate into a climactic story event. And let me check back. I'm, uh, I'm taking just a little bit of time in between each one of these just so I can check the uh, chat and see what you guys are saying. Um, and one thing that I really do like about everything that's happening at Disney the acquisitions everybody was we were worried about how the acquisitions were going to go you know these monopolies these powers you know what are they going to do are they going to kill this and a lot of people were just adding to the continent and building it and making it better for Sony to acquire Funimation and for for them to further acquire Crunchyroll 
they're just monopolizing, but they're also giving us one place for everything. Yes, we might not like the price changes if there are any, but we do like the convenience of having it there. And it brings everything together. I know a lot of people always ask, where can I find anime? Where can I find this? And the same thing is happening with Disney. So as, as, as many cons as there are, there's a couple pros. Next, Andor. Andor, a tense, nail-biting spy thriller created by Tony uh, Gilroy, is set to arrive on Disney Plus in 2022. Diego Luna reprising the role of the rebel spy, Cassian Andor, uh, from Rogue One, a stories, a Star Wars story, will be uh, joined by the fantastic new cast that includes uh, Stellan Gillian. <clears throat> hey, thanks for the follow, Holmes. Thank you so much. But uh, Stellian Skarsgård, Ad- and you know what? I need to fucking find out which one that is. Uh, Adria Arjona, Fiona Shaw, Dennis Gal, uh, Kyle Solar, and uh, Genevieve O'Reilly as Mon Matha. So let's see. Stellan Skarsgård. And if you, if I just need to look it up, because if I ask chat and you say, oh, yeah, he did this, I only know Eric uh, from True Blood. So if this is the Skarsgård I'm thinking of, hang on. Oh, this is Daddy. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, this is the professor from Thor. This is a professor from Avengers. I love this guy. This is John. You don't call him Stellan. You call him John. John Skarsgård. What the hell are y'all doing? Ah, okay. John Skarsgård. Motherfucker acts all the time. Yes, I love this. Thank you for joining. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Ian McGregor returns in the iconic role of Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi for a special event series on Disney+. Plus. Officially tied to the Obi-Wan Kenobi, the series begins 10 years after the dramatic events of Star Wars Revenge of the Sith, where he was faced with his greatest defeat, the downfall and corruption of his best friend and Jedi apprentice, Anakin Skywalker, turned evil Sith Lord Darth Vader. The series is directed by Deborah Chow, yes, who helmed memorable episodes in The Mandalorian Season 1 and features the return of Hayden Christensen as Darth Vader. So, you got to think. John Favreau has a plan, right? We, we know the, the Marvel side. And then you come over here, you see The Mandalorian. You see the theme as what Marvel's done this whole time. Small series tied into bigger pictures to make a bigger universe. And I feel like that is what Marvel brings in the comics, just a big universe. And so does Star Wars. It's it's galactic empires, galactic wars, galactic battles, galactic supremacy. So why can't it be big? And I feel like we're getting so many mini stories, so many parts of this deal by the end of it you go back and watch all the films you watch the series and you have the complete story of star wars like you would like those anthology books i think this is amazing uh let's keep going because there's a lot of shit the bad batch the bad batch follows the elite and experimental clones of the bad batch first introduced in the clone wars as they find their way in a rapidly changing galaxy in the intermediate aftermath of the clone war Members of the Bad Batch, a unique squad of clones who vary genetically from their brothers in the clone army, each possess a singular exceptional skill that makes them extraordinarily effective soldiers and a formidable crew. In the post-Clone War era, they will take on daring mercenary missions as they struggle to stay afloat to find new purpose. The animated series will arrive exclusively on Disney+. Plus. Now, again, Disney Plus has just about everything. There are some series that weren't on there. 
Um, and that's contractual ties. They'll be back on there pretty soon. But they have like the Skywalker saga. Saga. They have the animated series. They have all that for you. They even have like uh, from Marvel. Um, the animated series, like the girls animated, the superhero girls and all that stuff, they have that stuff there, which ties into the film's animated series and, and the universe itself. So make sure to watch that if you want to know more about Star Wars. Uh, Star Wars Visions, present, uh, presenting all new creative takes on the galaxy far, far away. Star Wars Visions will be a series of animated short films celebrating Star Wars uh, through the lens of the world's best anime creators. So... I fucked up on this one. I'll tell you here in a minute. The anthology collection will bring 10 fantastic visions from several of uh, the leading Japanese anime studios offering a fresh and diverse cultural perspective on Star Wars. I actually put out a tweet like a couple of days ago um, to John Favreau. I was like, can we get a tie-in? But my my request was for Map Studio or Mappa Studio to do it because Mappa's been creating all like Jujutsu Kaisen all these great anime so I was like can we get a tie-in with MAPPA and Star Wars to just create a series this is a collection kind of like they did the uh, Batman um, animated film where it's all different versions of Batman telling different stories kind of like a little Pulp Fiction so this should be really good but I really I hope MAPPA is one of the studios that does something here Lando, the galaxy's favorite scoundrel, Lando Clarissian, will return in Lando, a brand new event series for Disney+. Plus. Uh, Justin Simeon, creator of the critically acclaimed Dear White People and huge, a huge Star Wars fan, is in the early stages of developing this project. project I think the best thing for this series. Oh, yeah, Leon, John Favreau is a goat. He is, he is, he is what it is right now. Um, but I do feel like... If they do this series, and I agree with uh, Mark Bernard and Kevin Smith, go ahead and get both um, Donald Glover, who is fucking, you know, Donald Glover, I don't care, like, he's your Thanksgiving pie. What I mean by that, like, whatever your take is, if you like sweet potato, if you like apple, if you like cherry, if you like pumpkin, that's what he is. He crosses everything, and he makes that character, but you also have to have Billy D. Now, there was mention, and I remember watching this, you used to have shows like um, a Young Indiana Jones, uh, James Bond Jr., things like that, where they would start the cartoon series or the show with actual clip of, um, what's that? Oh, okay. An actual clip of a person bringing that character back, which you could Billy D. Williams. Like, I remember back when I blah, blah, blah. And then the screen starts phasing out. And then it goes to Donald Glover as Lando. And we're in this mission. Because I want to see more. Like, I, my heart was heavy for Billy D. when I, I watched Dancing with the Stars. And he had to leave because he wasn't in shape. But then when I saw him back in Star Wars again, I was like, fuck yeah that's what we need and i want to see more of billy d so use him while he's around use uh, james earl jones use the remaining cast while they're alive and put them in the damn film uh but this is how the series could go you could definitely pull both of them back in and tie this world in and make it even better um okay let's see ah the acolyte Leslie Headline, Emmy Award-nominated uh, creator of the mind-bending series Russian Doll, brings, and I haven't seen that, but I, again, 
it, it's phenomenal, apparently, because uh, it's award-nominated, brings a new Star Wars series to Disney+, Plus, The Acolyte, the mystery thriller that will take viewers into the galaxy of a shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic era. Badass. No, Don't need to say anything else. Definitely a great watch. A droid story. A Lucasfilm continues to develop new stories. The intersection of animation and visual effects offers new opportunities to explore. Lucas uh, animations, Lucasfilm Animations is teaming up with Lucasfilm's Visions FX team, uh, Industrial Light and Magic, to develop a special Star Wars adventure film from Disney+. Plus. A droid story. Uh, the epic journey will introduce us to n a new hero guided by legendary duo R2-D2 and C-3PO. You gotta... And and with the... With the um, the actual actors gone, it's nice to actually focus on those characters because they have tied the story. They are the best sidekicks you could ever have. Next. Last but not least... Willow, and this is last for Star Wars, not last for what Disney has. Willow, set decades after Ron Howard's 1988 film, uh, continues the spirit of adventure, heroic and humor of the original film and the new series debuted on Disney Plus in 2022. Warwick Davis will return in the role of the great sorcerer, Willow Uffgood. Uh, with uh, John Chu, director of the Crown Brazing Crazy Rich Agents, directing as the pilot. So, seems interesting. I, I watched the film. Uh, I think it's on Netflix. I'm definitely sure it's on Crackle. I know it's on Hulu. And you see it. It's not one that I, I need to go back and watch, but... Yeah. Uh, Star Wars Rogue One prequel and coming to Disney+. Plus. We already talked about that. So, let's go ahead and move over to Marvel. This is the next one that's getting ready to come out. Um, WandaVision, WandaVision launching on Disney Plus on January 15, 2021, is Marvel Studios' first series that continues to expand the MCU. Wanda Maximoff and Vision are two superpower beings uh, that are living, uh, living, idealized suburban lives, but uh, begin to suspect everything is not as it seems. Starring Elizabeth Olsen, Paul Bentley, Catherine Hahn, uh, Tanea Paris, Kat Dennings, and Randall Park. WandaVision is directed by Matt uh, Shockman, and Jack Schaefer is the head writer. Now, I don't know how many trailers. It's been like three trailers. WandaVision is, I think, like the best way that I describe it and the way that it's like drawing me is like PTSD. You have all this power. You can't save who you love. You live through this, you die, you come back, you're, you're, you're through this pain. Like she is like every fabric of her emotional being has been ripped. Like her brother died, Vision died, her love. We had this big war, everything's out of whack. And she mentally can't handle that. Like we see from fucking the first time we see him in Avengers 2 to the first time we see her back in action in Cap 2, like she lost her accent. She went from Bulgarian to American like quick. She, she's already unraveling and i think that was the unique thing because it's not it's not a choice like she's been speaking with this voice the whole time but i think her brother's death helping her blend in and then helping that bond with the vision that all took in that in that time frame where she is going through and trying to figure stuff out she blames herself for the death of the wakandans starting the sokovia accord and then they have the battle, and so now she's at this point. Vision died. She can't get him back because she had, they had, had to use the, the soul stone to save the world. So how does she deal with that? She 
self-internalizes. And I do know that further down the line, I don't know if it's the next Avengers film, but there's one coming out where she is the main uh, villain. And it has to be from this. And I think this is where we're going to see Wanda. You know, I'm tired of mutants. Bam, they all leave the Earth and then go through that series. So I'm waiting, you know, waiting to see this. Thanks, Clovis, for uh, following the stream, for liking the stream. Um, the Falcon and the Winter Soldiers show. Let me talk about this one. I loved, I think it's like four or five, it's like a short film. I really love the trailer for this uh, because the trailer... I think the trailer really hits home for times now. Falcon and, and, and the Winter Soldier, they became friends a long time ago. They were sitting in the car. They watched Steve, you know, get his kiss, blah, blah, blah. So they're friends. They like each other. They can work together. But I think it's we're going to see how Bucky, coming from a long-ass racist-ass era, living in today's time, is going to support Sam as he becomes the new Captain America. And everybody's like, why not give it to Bucky? He has a shield. I would have loved that too. We did see Bucky wield the shield, but we've seen Black, you know, Black Widow wield the shield as well. I feel like Sam being human ties into Steve Rogers' core. And that's the transference of Captain America. It's not Bucky, even though Bucky uh his his guilt for what he's done would make him do better. I think he would struggle. And with Sam, it's just like, how can I honor this? But I do feel like they, I think they cast somebody to actually tell the story of the very first Captain America, Isaiah, who was black. So we will see some of that. Um, Leon says the WandaVision trailer actually made uh, me a, a little more interested in the show because I was considering skipping it or at least not rushing to see it. Cat uh, Dinning. <laughs> yeah, Cat Dinning. Um, yeah, the, the, the deal the um bewitched and all that stuff that caught my eye off the beginning and then also kind of reminded me of like uh some short parables of alibaba and the 40 thieves and it, it really kind of drew me in for her to project and make this reality uh and not even really be aware of it fully uh but yeah i feel like the show is going to finally how powerful Wanda. yeah if they show how powerful wanda really is then we can blast off of some other stories this next one um let me go ahead and read Falcon and the Winter Story because I gave you what I thought. Um, Falcon and the Winter Story kicks off on Disney Plus March 19, 2021 is a new series starring Anthony Mackie as Sam Wilson, a.k.a. the Falcon slash Captain America. Let's Don't leave that off. And Sebastian Saw as Bucky Barnes, a.k.a. the Winter Soldier. The pair who uh, come together in the final moments of Avengers Endgame team up on a global adventure uh, that tests their abilities and their patience. Directed by Carrie uh, Skulls, uh, Skoglin? Skoglin and Malcolm Spellman, serving as a head writer in the sixth episode. There we go. Six episode series. Also stars uh, Daniel Brühl as Baron Zemo, coming back again. Yes. Emily Von Camp as Sharon Carter. Got to have Sharon Carter. And Wyatt Russell as John Walker. Um, again, the scenes where Sam is just using his flight gear to go in and out of the canyon and the planes chase him and shoot him. They got the budget. They got the money. Amazing. Loki. And I'm never going to hear the end of this. My wife wanted to name one of the dogs Loki. We didn't pick it. We got a new puppy for uh, our uh, her parents, and they named it Loki. So I'm in the, the shit house now. But the show with Tom Hiddleston looks fucking phenomenal. It is the best of Loki. 
and Owen Wilson with gray hair. Owen Wilson doing a, a, a it's comedy, but it's gonna be a little bit more serious. It's gonna be kind of like The Collector. I fucking love this shit. The way that they cast, the people they cast, and the way that they portray them, and their characters that you read about in the comics that you don't really care about, you just briefly read about oh okay there's that person oh this is worker number 45 that picked up this they give them full fucking stories or bring them in and make them even more immersive and i feel like that's what's transforming the story because i feel like loki is a a anti-hero now you know he he, him and thor have had their back and forth um they have just hated battled and i think now is a time to where loki just gets to be loki just do his own deal. But if you watch the trailer, it's a lot of Tom Hilston trying to figure out what's going on. And we go back to where um, in Avengers Endgame, the team is trying to steal the Tesseract. But Hulk comes down the stairs, knocks it loose, and then Loki takes it. Where does he go? This is the adventure. Loki's debut on Disney Plus in May 2021 featuring the God of Mischief as he steps out of his brother's shadow in a new series that takes place after the events of Avengers Endgame. Tom Hiddleston returns as the title character joined by Owen Wilson, uh, Gugu Mabthara, Sophia DiMartillo, Wumi Masaku, and Richard E. Grant. Kate Heron directs Loki and Michael Waldron is the head writer. It just looks fun. And I like to see the crown. I like to see him talking to people in the middle of a fight. Like, come on, guys. And then they all turn on me. It's just a lot of facial expressions. Kind of like the Charlie Chaplin of the Marvel Universe. Bringing you comedy and hilarity because he's the god of mischief. And it's all, he he's just very expressive. Uh yeah, we got to get down this list. This motherfucker's long. All right. What if the What If series flips the script on the MCU, uh, reimagining famous events from the films in unexpected ways? Coming to Disney Plus in 2020, the summer 2021, Marvel uh, Studios' first animated series focused on different heroes from the MCU, featuring a voice cast that includes the host of stars who reprise their roles. The series is directed by Brian Anderson, and Ashley Bradley is the head writer. And we did see and hear that Chadwick Boseman. Uh, um, uh, recorded a lot of the voice for his character in this series. And I think we see Black Panther, Chadwick, getting picked up by Yondu and being taken off. So he's Star-Lord. Or we see Peggy Carter as Captain Britain. And there's all these different what-if stories. Uh, Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel launched on Dis- launching on Disney Plus in the late uh, 2021 is a new series that introduces Kamala Khan. Now, if you played the adventure games, I think it's Cam- Kamala And they pronounce it two differently distinct ways because they're two differently distinct names and characters. So I think this one is just Kamala Khan, a 16-year-old Pakistani-American growing up in Jersey City, a great student, an avid gamer, a ferocious fan uh, fiction uh, scribe. She has a special affinity for superheroes, particularly Captain Marvel. But Kamala struggles to fit in at home and at school, that is, until she gets superpowers like the superheroes she's always looked up to. Life is easier with superpowers, right? <clears throat> I'm uh, Vel- Velani, stars as Kamala Khan, a.k.a. Miss Marvel. The cast also includes Aramis Knight, uh, Sagar uh, Shaik. I feel like it's Shaik. Rishan, Zimboya, Sharuf, 
Mohai Kapoor, Matt Lintz, Yasmin Fetcher, uh, Leith Naki, Azir Usman, uh, Travita Springer, and Nirma Bucha. Episodes are directed by Aldi El Arib and Bilal Fall and Mary Manan and Sharim Ab. Abid Shimoy. And I keep saying and, and because I'm like, oh, this is just a long name. No, it's a name that goes into another long name and another long name. Sorry for butchering those names, but the great thing about this show is we're getting representation uh, for this character. I don't know too many Paki, Pakistani Americans um, or Muslims or, you know, that are represented in the writer's room and director's room, uh, respectively. Man, Okay, Leon says, man, about Loki's series, but hella excited about the What If series. Yeah, correct. Uh, I'm, 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 I love Loki, so don't, don't. Loki's like Yu Yu Hakusho. It's, it's an acquired taste, Leon. It's an acquired taste. Um, Hawkeye. We got an actual Native American um, deaf actress who's playing Echo. So ASL is going to be represented in the series. Um, Kate Bishop is going to be in here, and they're going to take that journey. But Hawkeye will debut on Disney Plus in the late 2021. Stars Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye, who team and quit giving Hawkeye shit. This motherfucker goes out and risk it all, and he has a family he ain't got to. And I feel like that was his journey. But who teams up with another well-known archer from the Marvel comics, Kate Bishop, played by Haley uh, Steinfeld. The cast also includes Vera Varmilia, who's going to be in everything. Uh, Fra Fey. Tony Dalton, Zahn McLaren, uh, Brian uh, Darchi, James, and newcomer Alquana Cox as Maya Lopez. Hawkeye is helmed, uh, yeah, Hawkeye is helmed by Rames Thomas and directed by duo Bert and Bertie. Interesting. She-Hulk has been shrouded in mystery. Tatiana Maslin said she wasn't She-Hulk, and then she is cast as She-Hulk, so I just think she's been playing her cards right. But She-Hulk is a new comedy series directed by Disney Plus star Tatiana Mosley as She-Hulk slash Jennifer Walters, a lawyer who specializes in superhuman-oriented legal cases. She-Hulk will welcome a host of Marvel characters to the series, including the Hulk played by Mark Ruffalo, fuck yeah, the Abomination played by Tim Roth, another one, the series is directed by Kat Koro and Anu Valia, and Jessica Gao is the head writer. I'm excited to see how this goes, and I want to see it tie into some of the Spider-Man stuff because uh, Sony and Marvel have altered their Spider-Man contract yet again as it seems like we're getting the Spider-Man multiverse coming to fruition. Um, Moonlight, I already talked about Moon Knight. <clears throat> Just a bit saying Oscar Isaac's going to play, but Moon Knight is a new series directed from Disney Plus. So Moon Knight is Marvel's Batman. He's a um, schizophrenic. He has multiple personalities, and he's a vigilante that goes out at night in one version. The other version, he's been taken over by ancient moon god and is bestowed powers that feed into his delusion because he doesn't know what's reality and what's not. Very fucking amazing series. It's up there with like Sandman as far as the mind fuckage. But Moon Knight... Directed by Mohammed Dubai, the action-adventure features a complex vigilante who suffers from disassociative identity disorder. The multiple identities who live inside him are distant characters who appear against a backdrop of Egyptian iconography all around the moon and its god, Oscar Isaacs. 
Uh, next, Secret Invasion is a newly announced series heading to Disney+. Plus. The star is Samuel L. Jackson, who just turned 72 yesterday. Happy birthday, Mr. Jackson, as Nick Fury. And Ben Mendelsohn as the Scroll Talos, which is a, a fucking phenomenal team, especially seeing him uh, come out at the end of Endgame and, and some of the other series we have. Um, characters who first met in uh, Captain Marvel. So we're going to see a lot of those scrolls and probably the Kree. The crossover comic event series showcase a faction uh, of shape-shifting scrolls who have been infiltrating Earth for years. So I think like Talos got changed for the film. The, the the scrolls are supposed to invade the earth and take on the identities of our favorite heroes and infiltrate and it's supposed to be this big deal but now we've been working with them since Captain Marvel we see Nick Fury's been off in space putting shit together so there might be some bad scrolls and Talos and his family and the crew that got saved with the good scrolls and then we see Kree but I'm excited to see how they do this um, Ironheart um, and I do believe well, we'll talk about this in a minute. Ironheart is the second uh, of the newly announced series. Coming to Disney Plus stars Dominique Thorne as Riri Williams, a uh, genius inventor who creates the most advanced suit of armor since Iron Man. So instead of her kind of being this genius and also kind of being entered by, mentored by Tony Stark, I think she's just the next coming of. She might have been inspired by him and then also the tech from Wakanda and made this. But I'm ex I'm interested to see how she comes about being a superhero i don't like what i'm looking for for these these superheroes of color is not the same story like oh they're poor and then they brought themselves up they you know they had some some skill some talent some athletic deal to come up are you feeling the same way oh you're just being fucking crazy right now all right so yeah i don't want to see the same black story i like a single parent or all this why can't she can come up from a good home has opportunities that also lend to her being creative in her own right and just like tony stark could just be the opposite side i know how she's written in the comics but this is a great point in time to not do no get some some black writers in the in the writer's room give me some of your shit don't take my shit and then i this is that's why i don't you don't get married they take your coffee and they don't want to share uh let's check back in with chat Oh, percent. Thank you for following. Uh, Spider-Man is my fave. Hi, what's up? Always up for more representation. Yes, I'm, I'm seeing the chat. The chat is uh, is spurring at the moment. Continue to chat amongst each other. I'll be popping back in and out. Um, but yeah, we're always up for Spider-Man content. But I'd really feel like the representation that we're getting, even in like the Eternals, I feel like you have to cast outside of what your norm is and this speaks to everything right now like it is so much uh, there's so much exclusion you need inclusion just to see the bigger picture like these are comic book characters they can be just because the crayon the the pen the ink was whatever color you can be you can express that same idea same vision no matter what, like you think only white people or Asian people or black people do specific things. There are common traits, cultural, but outside of that, like everybody's like, oh, black Batman. It's like, yeah, you already have Batwing, though, who's black. So why the fuck can't you have a black Batman? You already have a black Superman from another universe, another uh, different universe. So why can't that be the same thing? It, it doesn't make sense. These characters 
can have the same background and different complexion, different cultural backgrounds, or can have a completely different cultural background and vice versa. Like, just play with the characters. And that's what I'm hoping to see in these writers' rooms for all these shows of color. Um, and I want to see how Jennifer uh, Walters, a.k.a. She-Hulk, gets treated being green. Because I know that was something that happened in the comics. Same thing with uh, the Hulk. And the same thing with Wanda and the Mutants. How does this stuff, how do we handle these issues? Is going to be something else where it's written and we kind of coast over it because they're superheroes and we need to talk about superhero stories? These motherfuckers are people too and have to deal with that shit. Jon Stewart was in the military but still has to deal with racism even as a fucking Green Lantern. So, and same thing with the Mutants. So address those issues and get writers to give depth to that. Not just like, uh, hey, baby. Do you remember what show we were watching? The new show on uh, Hulu? Was it... It's kind of like Scrubs or... Uh, was it Nurses? Nurses is the show that we were watching. And on Nurses, there's two black characters. There's a fat black guy who has been working there. And he's overseeing all the new ones. And then there's a tall guy that's athletic. And again, they talk about... You need the heart. You need the brain. You need this, the lungs. And I think he was the lungs because he was riding a bike to work. So it's like already stereotyping as being athletic because he's black. Then he meets the other black guy. And I've never felt this comfortable. Like, I I am black. You can see that. I talk to other black people. But I don't feel comfortable enough to be like, all right, LeBron James, all right, this. I was like, the comment that he made, the guy was going in and just trying to do his job. He thought he couldn't find the heartbeat on this woman's baby who was pregnant. So he's scared. The guy came in. He's like, there's your baby's heartbeat. And she was relieved. Like, okay, uh, you need to do this. You think you can handle that, LeBron James? And he's like, I played football. And he's like, I don't care. And then every fucking interaction, he keeps calling him LeBron James. I was like, no black person is going to call another black person LeBron James and kind of like like a dig. Like that's not even like a social interaction. Like they might have, he might have pulled him to the side and gave him some tips how to work in that environment like you need to watch out for this person that person because the shit is always apparent everywhere racism all that bullshit but he's not gonna sit there and just dig at him and call him lebron james like shit like that that's why you need representation in the writer's room so you don't get stupid shit and pulls people out of the context i was like oh this whole fucking episode this motherfucker is going to be referring to him as lebron james because an athlete or the uh indian uh, girl on there very pretty she's doing her job really well but she keeps on getting this ha- handicapped looking janitor to do her job and it's like well my family's very very rich and I never learned how to how to make a bed so I'm embarrassed and it's like so she's rich but she's stupid if she's that rich she knows how to use the internet she knows how to find a YouTube video to learn how to change the bed and change sheet because she wants to make a difference as a nurse so it's just you have to have representation in the room to show smart writing. The, the rest of that shit is just kind of stupid. Um, let's get back to these shows because we're already uh, an hour in and we still got to get to the anime wars. But so Armor Wars is next. We only have one, two, two more left after this. Armor Wars based on the classic Marvel comic series, which I didn't read, but I know it's based with our uh, army. Um, what the fuck is his name? Hammer. That was in Iron Man 2 and 3. But um, 
starring Don Cheadle as James Rhodes, a.k.a. War Machine. So he went back for War Machine from Iron Patriot, who must face what happens when Tony Stark's text falls into the wrong hands, which kind of happened already in Iron Man 3. So this is just going to be more of it. And it's not, I haven't read the series. I hear it's really good. That's the next one on my list. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, slated for Disney Plus during the 2022 holiday season, is written and directed by Garden of the Galaxy veteran James Gunn. Um, I, it's always good, to, and I hope it's animated. If it's not, and it's live action, fucking even better. To just do like a short deal like that, kind of like uh, Bill Murray's Christmas, I would love that. Last one, I Am Groot, is a, features everyone's favorite baby tree in a series of original shorts coming to Disney Plus. Now, the last things that we're going to talk about are Disney and uh, Pixar, what's coming to them. And uh, we'll go through this list. Uh, I'm excited about this. I haven't really thought about Pixar in a long time. So inside Pixar, new documentary series that uh, invites Pixar fans into the studio for an up-close, never-before-seen look at the artistry, craftsmanship, and storytelling behind the beloved films. The first five episodes are currently available on Disney+, Plus, which is uh, which more will be uh, scheduled to release soon. Soul, I've heard such good things about Soul. Soul, available exclusively on Disney+, Plus, beginning December 25th, 2020, explores themes like appreciating the simple joys of life and finding one's unique uh, spark. Directed by Doctor, the film introduces Joe Gardner, voiced by Jamie Foxx, a uh, middle school band teacher who gets a chance of a lifetime to play at the j- the best jazz club in town. But one, stall, one small misstep takes him from the streets of New York City to the great before, a... Uh, fantastical place where new souls get their personalities quirks and interests before they go to earth determined to return to his life joe teams up with the uh precocious soul 22 voiced by tina fey who has never understood the appeal of the human experience as joe desperately tries to show 22 what's great about living he may just discover the answer to some of life's most important questions soul is co-directed by kemp powers uh from one night in miami and produced by the academy award nominated uh donna murray pga uh pixar short load Burrow. Burrow is part of Pixar's collection of shorts uh, called Spark Shorts that are currently created by a diverse group of storytellers debuting exclusively on Disney Plus in December 25th, 2020. Uh, It'll be out. So again, you have Wonder Woman uh, 1984, you have Burrows, you have Soul. Uh, Make sure to watch those. It's all Christmas Day. You ain't going to be doing shit else. Burrow features a young rabbit who embarks on a journey to dig the burrow of her dreams. Despite not having a clue what she's doing, rather than revealing to her neighbors her imperfection, she digs herself deeper and deeper into trouble after hitting bedrock bottom. She learns there is no shame in asking for help. The new short is directed by Madeline uh, Sherafine and produced by Mike Calbert. Uh, Pixar Popcorn coming to Disney Plus January 2021 is a collection of mini shorts featured by Pixar characters and all new bite-sized stories created by Pixar talented animators. Um, and I think like with the release, the releases that they're doing, I think these really help Pixar stand out and showcase, you know, what they have to offer. The like we were working on this, this wasn't going to be a big hit, but we can release these shorts and maybe you'll enjoy it. They're better as a short than they are a full feature film. Doug's, uh, Doug Days, which premieres exclusively uh, Disney Plus in the fall of 2021, is a, a new collection of shorts that follows the humorous misadventures of Doug, the lovable dog from Disney and Pixar's Up. 
Oh, that's nice. Each short uh, features everyday events that occur in and around Doug's backyards, all through the exciting and delightful distorted eyes of our favorite talking dog. The shorts are written and directed by Academy Award nominated and Emmy Award uh, writer Bob Peterson and produced by Kim Collins. Cars, which I have actually, since talking to Buck last time, has started the first one. I'm going to watch all of them to catch up so I know what the fuck's going on. Uh, coming to Disney Plus in the fall of 2022 is an all-new series uh, that follows Lightning McQueen and his best friend, uh, Matar Mater. That's what it is. I was like, Matar? I'm just sitting here thinking anime reading. Uh, Mater uh, rhymes with Tater on a cross-country road trip. These episodes are filled with lots of uh, fun new characters, imaginative destinations, as well as old friends check, uh, checking in along the way. The series is written by Steve Purcell and also produced by Mark uh Sondheimer Win or Lose the last one from Pixar Pixar's first ever ongoing long form animated series debuts on Disney Plus damn in 2023 it follows a co-ed uh, middle school softball team um in the week leading up to their championship games each 20 minute uh, episode highlights the perspective of a different character and explores the drama of bad calls uh made on and off the field written and directed by the story artist carrie hobson and michael yates and produced by david layer uh a Laley, win and lose is a comedy about love rivalry and the challenges we all face in the struggle to win at life that sounds nice and last but not least <clears throat> let's bring it on home with Disney, both animated and live actions. Um, we have Hocus Pocus 2 exclusively coming to Disney Plus is the spooky sequel to the 1993 Halloween cult classic Hocus Pocus. Adam Shankman is to set to direct. No uh, specific time to be out. Three Man and a Baby, a modern take on the hilarious 80s comedy, will star Zac Efron and is slated for 2022 to release on Disney Plus. Safety premiering tomorrow. So this was set on December 10th, so it's already out. Safety, December 11th on Disney Plus is a drama inspired by the empowering story of former Clemson University football uh, safety Ray. What was that? Ray, Ray McElthray? Elthbray? Bay? Whatever the fuck. A young man facing a series of challenging circumstances who did, um, dedicated a uh, persistent help him to triumph uh, over his uh, misfortune. So Marshall directed. Reginald Hudson Helms, the uplifting drama. Uh, the Keon Lowe Project, the uh, coming to Disney Plus, is inspired by the incredible real-life story of the high school coach who adverted tragedy through compassion. Um, uh, the Rock, Dwayne Johnson, Danny Garcia, and Herm Garcia are all on board as producers of the project uh, through their Seven Bucks production. So this is straight from The Rock. Uh, Geek Freak. Or Greek Freak. Greek Freak heads into the production next year for Disney+. Plus. It is a remarkable sto story of NBA MVP. Okay. So we got a lot of fucking... Yeah, we have a lot of real-life stories. I think we also have the Chris Paul Project. Uh, another docu bio uh, biographical film, a documentary of Chris Paul, Flora and Ulysses, his delightful comedy, OK Adventure, uh, based on the new uh, Newbery Award-winning book of the 10-year-old Flora, an avid comic book fan and a self-avowed uh, cynic who uh, rescues a squirrel with the unique superpower superhero powers. Flora and Ulysses start uh, stars Matilda Lawyer 
and is directed by Lynn Kahn, The Tiger Hunter. The film makes its debut on February 19, 2021. Cheaper by the Dozen, a reimagining of the hit uh, comedy with blackish producer Kenya Barris, will air on Disney Plus in 2022. The story centers uh, on a multiracial blended family of 12 navigating the hectic home life while managing their family business. Gabriel Union is set to star representation. Uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, uh, which has spawned a successful live-action film franchise from the uh, popular books, comes to Disney Plus 2021, an all-new animated film. Uh, the Ice Age Adventures. God damn it, dude. The Ice Age is, has so many fucking films, like <laughs> The Land Before Time. Fuck. Like, if you're looking for series that will never die, Scooby-Doo, Land Before Time, Ice Age, fucking Pokemon, um... Goddamn Dragon Ball. That ain't going to end. We know that. Uh, Boruto. Naruto's not. But Ice Age Adventure of uh, Buck Wild. The Ice Age Adventures of Buck Wild exclusively on Disney Plus is a spinoff on the popular Ice Age franchise from the 20th Century Studios. Uh, the story centers on the three series favorites, the Prankster Possum Brothers, Crash and Eddie, the swashbuckling titular weasel, Buck. Simon Pegg will be returning in the role of Buck, and it is early 2022 release. Night in uh, Night at the Museum comes to Disney Plus with a new twist. Uh, this time, it's animated. Uh, Sean Levy, awesome, who has helped shape the blockbuster franchise directed on the previous films, is also helming the 20th Century Studios' upcoming Free Guy, is on board as producer. Night at the Museum launches Disney Plus in 2021. These are the ones I'm excited about. Well, this one at least. Chippendale Rescue Fucking Rangers. I should have played the music right there. Maybe I will in post. Uh, Chippendale's Rescue Rangers, a hybrid live-action animated feature on Disney Plus, is in development. Akiva Schaefer... Uh, from Popstar Directs and John uh, Mulaney and Andy, uh, yeah, Andy Samberg are set to star in title roles with Seth Rogen during uh, doing a cameo. Chippendale's Rescue Rangers is slated for spring 2022. Enough said. Pinocchio, Pinocchio is coming to Disney Plus in a compelling new live-action retelling that will uh, leverage state-of-the-art CGI. Hopefully. To br- I mean, they got the money to bring Pinocchio to life, but I'm, I'm not sure about this one. A living puppet with the help of a cricket as his conscience must prove himself worthy to be a real boy in the musical remake of Disney animated classic Robert uh, Zemeckis directs and Tom Hanks stars. It's got Tom Hanks, so it's kind of like a given. You got to watch. Fuck. All right, thanks, Leon. Thanks for dropping by, man. Uh, yeah, the show drops on Thursday. Listen to the rest of it. Have fun at work. Peter Pan and Wendy. Peter Pan, inspired by Disney anime classics, has David Lowry, Pete's Dragon, at the helm, a young girl's rebel against growing up by going with her two brothers to a magical land ruled by an ageless boy obsessed with adventure who is locked in an ongoing battle with the pirate captain. The cast includes Jude Law as Captain Hook and Yara... Shahidi uh, from Gronish and the role of Tinkerbell. The film will premiere on Disney Plus. Disenchanted, a sequel to the hit film Enchanted, will stream exclusively on Disney Plus. Amy Adams returns as uh, Giselle, who found her life flipped upside down when she fell uh, out of her animated fantasy world and discovered herself stuck in the real world Manhattan. Now, if you wanted to see Whoopi Goldberg, she is also doing something, I think, called The Stand right now. But Sister Act 3. 
Uh, is uh, the third film in the beloved Sister Act series in development. Whoopi Goldberg is on board to star and produce with Tyler Perry, who is also signed on as a producer and uh, on the project. Sister Act 3 will premiere exclusively on Disney Plus, or premiere on Disney Plus, not exclusively. And the animated films that uh, they have left, I am super excited about this one because this looks really good. Raya and the Last Dragon, another animated film, March 5th, 2021. Um, uh, it's, it's simultaneously in theaters and Disney Plus. Uh, travels to the famous, uh, the fantasy world of Kumandra, where humans and dragons lived together long ago in harmony. But when an evil force threatened the land, the dragons sacrificed themselves to save humanity. Now, 500 years later, the same evil has returned, and it's up to the lone warrior, Rhea, to track down the legendary last dragon to restore the fractured land and its divided people. However, along her journey, she'll learn that it'll take more than a dragon to save the world. It's going to take trust and teamwork as well. Raya and the Last Dragon franchise, the voice of Kelly Marie Tran as Raya, a warrior who, uh, who, whose wit is as sharp as her blade, and Aquafina as magical. So Aquafina's got her own show on HBO Max. Got to watch that shit. Great actress, very funny. Um, her magical, mythical, self-deprecating dragon named Susu, uh, Sisu. Uh, newly revealed characters from the film include a street savvy ten year old entrepreneur named Bone, uh, the f- uh, yeah the formidable giant Tong, and the thieving toddler Noi with her uh, bag of Ongus. So this seems pretty fun. Baymax, Walt Disney Animated Studios' first ever animated series, takes place in the fantasy uh, city of San Francisco and features fan favorite health uh, healthcare bot Baymax. Uh, created by Don Hill, the Oscar-winning uh, director of Big Hero 6, Baymax returns and premieres on Disney Plus early 2022. Zootopia Plus heads back to the fast-paced uh, mammal metropolis of Zootopia in a short-form series directed by Trent Corey and Josie Trinidad. Uh, Zootopia Plus dives deeper into the lives of some of our favorite film's most intriguing characters, including Fru-Fru, uh, the newly married uh, Arctic Shrew, Giselle's talented tiger dancers, and the sloth full of surprises, Flash. The short film series debuts in uh, Disney Plus spring 2022. Iwaji, Iwaju, Iwaji, Iwaju, I think, is an all-new uh, ongoing series, Disney Plus 2022. Uh, the series is the first of the kind collaborating between Walt Disney Animation Studios and Pan-African comic book entertainment company Kugali. Uh, Kugali. And hang on. There we go. Uh, the comic book entertainment company Kugali and its founders Tolu Olawufuki, uh, Ziki Nelson, and Hamid Ibrahim. Uh, Iwaju which roughly translates to the future in the Yabara language, is uh, steeped in science fiction. The long-form series is set in Lagos, Nigeria, exploring deep themes of class, innocence, and challenge the uh, challenging the status quo, says director Ziki Nelson. The show will combine Disney's magic and animation expertise with Kugi's uh, fire and storytelling authenticity. Uwaji represents a personal childhood dream of mine to tell a story and that of my people. Uh, the last two are uh, uh, Tanya uh, coming to Disney Plus 2023 is a long form musical comedy series uh, featuring an extraordinary entrepreneur who's now a princess of the kingdom of Lad- 
Maldonia. The all-new adventurers explore both Maldonia and uh, Tanya's beloved hometown, New Orleans. Nice. And then Moana series. Moana the series come in Disney Plus 2023 in a long format musical series. Um, and it uh, follows the spirited voyager Moana as she ventures far beyond the reef. The studio is once again uh, connecting the storytellers from the Pacific Islands to help tell the stories of uh, wayfinding and other traditions brought to life for generations throughout oral storytelling. So, again, we're getting a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff from Disney Plus, uh, from Marvel, Disney Television. Uh, the list goes on with some other things like National Geographic Television. If you guys want to see that list, patreon.com forward slash Elijah Bailey Show. Now with that, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back with our next segment. Now that we're done with HBO Max, Disney Plus, Pixar, all that bullshit, we're going to come back with our uh, anime character to celebrate and the 2020 Anime Awards. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Jamie Lindbergh, host of Upbeat Urbanism, a podcast where we seek to have an open dialogue about what it takes to create healthy, intentional, sustainable communities, one conversation at a time. Each episode is an interview with a city planner, leader, developer, real estate professional, or community builder. To listen, search for Upbeat Urbanism wherever you find podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at UUrbanism. And on Facebook at Upbeat Urbanism. Devote yourself to your community around you and devote yourself to creating something that gives you purpose and meaning. Until then, keep it upbeat. Hey, this is your boy Frog. I'm here with Chris, Justin, and Philip, and we host Turn on the Game, the podcast. The show consists of four men commentating on the sports world. His strictly opinion show is as if you were sitting on the couch watching a game with your boys. And you can follow us on Twitter at Turn on the underscore game. You can hit us up on our Facebook page at Turn on the Game, and you can even follow us on Instagram at Turn on the Game. Or you can listen to us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher by searching Turn on the Game. You can email us at Turn on the Game, the number four at gmail.com. Turn on the Game is sponsored by Blackened Studios, Oklahoma City's premier podcasting studio. Turn on. All right, I ain't trying to keep y'all waiting. We got a lot of shit to talk about, so let's get to it. It's time for anime, and I don't know if I have a picture, so we're going to turn this some bitch around. Actually, do I have a screen for this? Is this a screen? Yeah, it is. Hang on. The anime character of the brown, the character that matters, the character we're talking about is boom, boom, boom. This motherfucker with the hair with the locks. Let's go ahead and increase it so you can see this smooth motherfucker here that travels on ice and a bike. Woo! You know he's black. Look at the hair. Look at it. You can see it. We have the man that is a former uh, fleet admiral captain or fleet admiral and then also is a rogue pirate and then just a guy that likes to sleep and eat. Uh, We have the famous Kuzan or Aikiji from One Piece. Uh, Aikiji is also, oh, I said, we got to go back. I can't show y'all everything. Is also known as Kuzan in One Piece. He is affiliated himself with the Blackbeard Pirates. Prior, he was a Marine. He was extremely laid back and mostly goes with the flow, rarely ever getting surprised since he has the attitude, since he has this attitude. Others find it hard to believe that he was a Marine. However, Aikiji is very smart and cunning. But people tend to underestimate him. He does not speak rudely, but more relaxed um, than a formal speech. If he thinks the situation is worthy enough for him, he will engage. That 
is our character uh, for this episode. He plays a big part in One Piece. Right now he's taking a step back, and we're getting to see a little bit more from Marco, which I like. But go ahead, watch One Piece. Find out who this brother is, because when we first see this brother, he uh, he puts Luffy and the Straw Hat Pirates in this place by himself. And it's kind of cool to see, because he's just like, I wouldn't do that if I were you. I'm just telling you. So it is time for the 2020 Anime Awards. And I know what you're thinking. You guys are like... There's so much anime that was supposed to come out this year. There's a lot of anime that did come out this year. How did this motherfucker break this shit down? And I did it very easily. I did categories that I fucking watched because I didn't get to watch everything. So there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, two, three, four, five. We got about twenty-five categories for these anime series. Now these are going to go pretty quick because we have a lot of overlap because uh, of the things I watched and I watched a lot of anime, but not everything. But we have some overlap. So most anticipated series. I have two categories: my personal hype and public hype. Now, the most an- uh, anticipated series, I feel like publicly, um, and I heard about this, you know, from everybody since the end of part uh, part one of the season was Haikyuu. Now, if you guys haven't watched the season of Haikyuu at all, season four is out, and it's part one and part two. I feel like this was most... Um, <sighs> I th- feel like this was most hyped by everybody, but not as much as one other title. This was my hype because I love Haikyuu. It gets me. The, there's something about the sport, the sports anime in general, but Kuroko's Basketball and Haikyuu hold a special place for me. And I was excited about this season to see how the team grew, what they did, and where they go. So we basically follow Kurosuna, who is a high school team, as they come back from the ashes. They were called the Clip Crows because they weren't winning, and now they have all these characters to help push the team to get better. And they're taking on two, three time, four time, five time national champions. So I feel like that was hype for me, but the one that everybody really jumped on that I didn't really expect, uh, was Yashihime, the princess half demon. I feel like that wins out for the public hype. When people knew Inuyasha was coming back, Jujutsu Kaisen kind of was a big ramp went down. Haiku kind of fell to the wayside everything was falling back and so i feel like this was where it was at this is where people were hyped at so my picks for most anticipated personal most anticipated anime for 2020 personal pick haikyuu season four part two public pick princess uh um half demon yashihime next up most come up in a series i am going to say out of all the series and the series that showed a lot this season was Black Clover, but more so in the manga in Jujutsu Kaisen, which showed a lot in the manga as well. But for uh, Yuji Itadori to start off not being able to see curses and then go right into fighting them and then learn how to use curse energy and where he is right now, I feel like he got the most come up in the series. And uh, his gif is not going, damn it. But yeah, I feel like he got the most come up in the series. He became stronger, faster than anybody else. Uh, he had potential that one of the strongest characters in the series saw. And I feel like he got the hype. So if there's another anime series out there where you feel like somebody else 
was the shit and they were doing what they were supposed to and they got stronger um, more so than anybody else, let me know who that is. And we can put them in the rotation. But I think UG Itadori is, is my pick. Next, best team battle. Now, when I say team battle, I had two picks. I'm going to give an honorable mention to Haikyuu. Um, and I'm going to give an honorable mention to Food Wars. Now, out of those two, those are the two. And I give honorable mention because I have to make a decision. I'm going to say out of what I saw. We're going high uh, best team battle. Food Wars had. I'm going to give a shout out to uh, Team Megumi. Um, who else was in that team? It was Megumi, Soma, and Aldini, the older Aldini brother. They. It was perfect. Everything they learned from the very first episode to that point in that last season came together. But Kurosuno, the way that they fought against uh, Inarizaki and the receive that they were doing, they seemed like Nekuma. They were, everybody learned, they grew, and I really like the way that, I don't want to just say Hinata, but Hinata changed the flow. And I feel like that was more of a team aspect because when he did that and he did that perfect receive, everybody got back on track. Things came together, and it was synchronization to 100%. So they win uh, best team battle for 2020 for me. Best visuals. I had honorable mention. I had a three-way tie. Black Clover, Jujutsu Kaisen, and Keep Your Hands Off, Ekizawa. Uh, Eki, uh, Eki Izaokin. I always say Eki first, Izaokin. Um, and then the one that won it for me is Keep Your Hands Off, Izaokin. And Keep Your Hands Off, Izaokin. That shot right there that you're seeing doesn't look too impressive. It's great background, but look at the the skid, look at the dirt, look at the hair. But when you go into the show and they're creating their world and they're making their anime, they're making their film, the way that they draw the structure, they made a car that was made like beetle wings and a beetle. And they, they have such creativity. The visual aspect is so much stronger than anything else that you're seeing right now. Um, and I really love Jujutsu Kaisen. The battle scenes, the perspective they take from the ground and they take the world aspect. And then Black Clover with the lines and dynamics are just phenomenal. But keep your hands off. Izaokin won it for me. So best visuals for 2020. Keep your hands off. Izaokin. This is a one. This is one that I came up with not too uh, like two years ago because we were talking about some of the things that happen in shows. Biggest anime betrayals. If you guys have not watched The Great Pretender on Netflix, you guys have to watch it because Laroe betraying the shit out of Edamura and tricking him when Edamura thinks he's the best conman in Japan is phenomenal because it goes throughout both seasons. So the best betrayal, everything that he wants from he he's keeping him on a string just dangled out at the side and you don't really learn what he wants until close to season two. So for best, uh, biggest anime betrayal in 2020, great pretender Lamont and uh, fucking Edamura or Edamame as he calls him best slice of life anime. I've been waiting for the next season of this um, season three, Chihiro Furu 2020. Uh, amazing like uh, we got school life drama we have actual life like what happens after high school what happens after college retirement as you are um, proficient or a champ and this is something that Japan does that we don't do they 
pick a sport and they stay with that sport elementary, middle school, high school, and so on and so forth. And you also have your core curriculum so that we have stuff to fall back on. And with this is just a slice of Japanese life going to school with my friends creating this like and this came from a club that nobody wanted to join to now this being one of the biggest thing and being a revival in the show which when the show came out it picked up uh people's interest in playing the hundred uh poets game so chihiro furu wins the 2020 uh slice of life for me you guys gotta check it out if you haven't it's a lot of it's sport but it's slice of life as well best character design I don't know if you guys have watched this. This is on uh, Netflix. Uh, Dora Hidora won one out of three of my most interesting shows I found on Netflix. We have uh, Nikaido from Dora Hidora. She is uh, the partner to our main character, Kikuman, but she is also a witch who kind of gave up her a power. If you will, there's mystery around why she doesn't use it. She's super tough. If you think of any badass woman that can fight, that's her. And on the flip side, they have another character on here, which we'll talk about later. But Nakaido is our, uh, she is the uh, best character design. I feel like if you look at her now, she's she cooks. Her hair is wild. It's tamed. It's pushed back. She has different clothes, a one suit. Uh, she uses different kind of weapons. Her style is very fluid. When you look at all those different aspects, her character design was very, very carefully chosen. But the the beauty of the design is, is its simplicity to allow her to do shit like this. Um, oh, shit. I actually locked it. Okay. Next, we have uh, best performance, uh, Japanese voice actor performance. And this, we're, we're going right back to um, Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, and the voice that I pick, which you guys should know me by now. Let's go ahead and pull up the man right here. Bam, bam. We have uh, Satoru Gojo, voiced by Yuichi, uh, Yuichi Nakamura. So that is going to be the Japanese VA voice actor. His voice fit him from the very beginning, coming up and talking and taking his picture from this mode to... Actually, the very first one, he was sitting there talking to Itadori, just like, okay, we're going to have to exercise you. The inflection, the joy, when he's serious, the tone and the pitch really brings it to the character. Um, and I wish there was a little bit more of that for the American voice actor for this. Not saying it's bad, it just doesn't hit the same way that the Japanese does. Kind of like Zoro's voice. Chris, Christopher Sabat is, is amazing, but it doesn't hit the same way as Zoro's does. Um and we'll get to the uh, flip side of that here in a little bit. But best score, uh, best score. We're going back to what I said earlier, and it doesn't. I don't even care which uh, fucking picture it is. We'll put this one back up. But High Q, every song on High Q gets you in the spirit when they're training, when it's that um, down to the line moment. Who's gonna win? When they lose, their sorrow, crying, and addressing the crowd, saying thank you for coming to support me. When they have an idea, when everybody's trying their hardest to get there, when. They have that revelation in the middle of the match. The score is perfect. So 2020 best score goes to Q. Q season four. Um, again, best fantasy. This goes back. There's If you're the best visual, the best visual at all, you got to be best fantasy, right? Keep your hands off Izokin. Um, fantasy, because it's just three girls trying to create anime, trying to create film, trying to create manga, and they are using their imaginations to the fullest to get around the school restrictions 
to do what they love and then also just create something that everybody's going to love because they want to wow everybody. They go from big picture to simplistic. There's a lot of there's just a lot. And I say this is the best fantasy because mental imagination, nothing's off limits. Yeah, story, narrative, Jujutsu Kaisen has got a very imaginative story, but I'm I'm still going to give it to keep your hands off Aizouken. Um, next is my best antagonist. The man that said there's women and children in this era. This is going to be amazing. We have Sukuna from Jujutsu Kaisen. This man in the manga, it's even worse. But what we've seen him do so far and the way he manipulates the thing, he, he ripped Yuji uh, Itadori's heart out of his chest just so he would have leverage over him and everybody else. And then he made him, I can't tell you what else happened, but right there, he gives no fucks. 2020, Sunka. Best boy. I did not think that I would find best boy here, but from uh, Tony Kawa over the moon for you, we have Nasa Yukazi. Uh, now, he is just deeply in love with his wife. He got hit by a car, thought he was going to die. She comes up, he sees her in the moonlight, and she's like, it's going to take more than that to kill you. And she walks off, and then he just has a finer, and he's infatuated with her. They get married, and then he's just like, I can't believe I'm laying next to her. She's just so cute. And everything's like, she's just so cute. So for best boy, it's got to be NASA. He he didn't like his name. He tried the best to be every, highest grades, best job, everything, and then he fell in love, and he just gives himself to his wife. So best boy, Nasa, uh, Yukaki, uh, Yuzaki, best girl. You guys haven't hear, heard me talk about best girl in forever. You don't even know who I'd pick. Here we go. Black Clover. Uh, we have Black Bull, the woman that can feed the nation, help you restore your energy. Charming. She comes out. We've seen her as this little bitty chibi character. We've seen her kind of grow up like she takes on like a short person. She's about the same height as um, the one that does the lightning luck. And now we see her here at her full age. And I think she's 19, but we see her wolf, uh, which used to be sheep. Like the amount of power that she has is crazy. And then she only released her full strength to help her crew to help the people out. She's she's best girl. She's always trying to help, always trying to be there for others. So, again, the Black Bulls win at everything. Like, it's not a fluke. They all have perfect personalities. Best protagonist, this one, uh, thank you, Nikki, for putting me onto this show. I had not watched it. Uh, which one? Do I not have it? No. I don't have the picture that I want, but I can use this one. Is... Uh, coming from there we go Bofuri bam Maple oh that's right the other one didn't work that's why I took it down Maple uh, aka Kaede Honjo uh, from Bofuri I don't want to get hurt so I'll max out my defense she so she didn't want to get hurt she takes different routes to a solution than anybody else would playing this video game and it's phenomenal because the developers have to create new patches for the solution she comes up with, but she's still her. She has max defense. She doesn't want to get hurt. She just wants to be cute, and she wants to help her friends and just have fun playing the game. Best protagonist throughout the whole series. It's always enjoyable to watch what she's going to do. Now, let's get around. You heard about the best Japanese VA. 
Um, so let's get around to the best American VA. We have Zeno Robinson for his role as Ogun Montgomery. Now, he also plays uh, the number two in My Hero Academia with them hawk wings. But I feel like Ogun, when he came onto the set and he addressed Shinra, and you find out that this is where he came from and you have this old group. It really set a tone as, as far as friendship. There's a past there. And then just seeing him in the show uh, fight and use his powers, non-abilities, think strategy. I think it's a great character. So, again, uh, Zeno Robinson and the comparison between the two characters that he does, I just mentioned, night and day, phenomenal voice actor. He wins the 2020 uh, VA Award here at The Elijah Bailey Show. Next, Best Drama. For 2020, this is one I talked about. I didn't talk about too long, but oh shit, let me get Ogun off here. Boom, Tower of God, best drama for 2020 because the Tower of God was about a girl that had a dream going into the tower, and if you make it to the top of the tower, your wish gets fulfilled. But a boy that just wanted to protect a girl, so finding out what he wants or is this his pure dream? Being able to use weapons and abilities that he shouldn't be able to and then the fights and the teamwork and strategy between everybody else and their own goals in the tower a lot of drama and it gets you to think it it's not pulp fiction it's more like um not the outlet it's kind of like hbo's the outsider except for better because i didn't like the ending the ending wasn't really good but it's like there's mystery there what am i trying to find who's doing this the drama in this show is something that you should watch um something else. it's it's kind of like the the promised neverland because you're you're wondering what's going to happen so 2020 best drama tower of god now we talked about dora hidora earlier when it, we were talking about um nikaido so let's go to best couple for 2020 now usually it's a couple that comes together out of love we're going to do partners we have Noi and Shin. Now, Noi, Shin is the one with the heart mask, and Noi is the one with the blue mask. They work together. Shin goes in physically, whatever happens to him, like his arm getting erased here. And then Noi uses her magic to shoot out a cloud, and it regenerates his body so they can continue their missions and kill him, uh, whoever they're, they're fighting. So they... They go after wizards, uh, demons, whatever it is. And then Nikaido on the other side fights wizards only. This world, wizards come down to a lower world just to experiment and kill people. Well, they have to defend themselves. But as far as a group and as far as a, as a, a duo, they have a very, very unique friendship, a very, very unique uh, partnership. And they know what the other one's thinking all the time. And it, it works really well on their plans. So, again, best couple of 2020, Noi and Shin. Next, we go to one of my favorite things, anime endings. Best anime ending. And this was this was hard. Um, just because you listen to – well, I do. You don't, you don't skip them. you got to listen to them. But you have to listen and say, what is better than what? Now, Fire Force Season 2, uh, the ending by uh, Desire by Pelican Fan Club – uh let's see if we could turn it on here this was this beat out jujutsu kaisen black clover um this beat out quite a bit um hang on let's turn it on uh we'll see if we can play a snippet but yeah this was my 2020 ending of the year pelican fan club desire
So as you can see, that is my winner. If you have a better ending, uh, I think Fire Force did like a great job with their opening ending for season two. That's what hit me. That's the one that I chose as my number one. Uh, let's go ahead. I'm also going to do best opening. And the best opening. Oh, shit. Hang on. We ain't going to play it just yet. I'm going to get everything ready. Uh, best opening for 2020. If I can. There we go. Bam. Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, I feel like Jujutsu Kaisen uh, did really good with their opening. I feel like it's fun. It gets me in the mood for the show. I feel like it's the thing that... Hang on. Just listen to it. I love the artwork that goes with it, too. All right, so we got 2020 ending of the year for me was Fire Force, um, Desire by Pelican uh, Fan Club, and then the 2020 best opening was Jutsu Kaisen, uh, Kakai, Kitan by Eve. Again, listen to the openings of these series because a lot of them are really fucking good. I put those in my playlist to play to, to listen to as I'm driving around or working. Those really hit home. Now, contention for best opening, I did like season 10, all three versions of the opening for Black Clover, but it, I mean, I, Jujutsu Kaisen just has this beat to it that makes me feel like I'm watching or engaging in an older anime than what I should be. I'm not saying that it's a legendary or classic right off the top of the head. It's It's got its way to go, but it does a good job. Uh, best comedy for 2020, we're going back up to the the Lady Maple, Maple uh, Bo Fury. Again, she figures out how to dispels the problem of the video game world, not even trying to fuck it up, but she does such a good job. The developers have to create new patchwork just so she can stay in the game. I think it's funny how everybody wants to take her out and they can't because she's so strong, how her shield devours shit. And it's, it's, it's just a great comedy. If you're looking for one, uh, runner up for best comedy, uh, I'd say, uh, Odo. Yeah. Oda Nobunaga cinema or cinnamon or Odo Oda cinnamon Nobunaga, the dog, uh, show that shit had me cracking up because I don't know it's just small things like this morning I was laying in the bed look to my left Vader's sitting there I turn my head next thing I hear I, like a human fart like he grew ass cheeks just to fart so shit that's just funny and happens in real life happens on that series it, it's just so stupid um and we already gave uh I combined these two I know you guys will be like well, why are we not doing this best animation and then uh best visuals I combined best animation and visuals this year. I should say that at the top because I feel like uh, keep your hands off Aizoken when we talk about what they draw and then how they bring it off the paper and bring life and they animate it and how it interacts in their world from a real world perspective from 2D to 3D and going into a fancy world. I think that beat just like the fight scenes I saw this year. So keep your hands off Aizoken is best visual and best animation for 2020 for the Elijah Bailey show. Um, best director. I got to give it up where I can. Um, best director is going to go to this season of the food war. Shokugeki no Soma, the fifth plate to uh, Yoshimomo, uh, Yosh, Yoshitomo Yonatani from JC staff, because the conclusion of food wars, everything wrapped up, beautifully um sonma's family his mom his dad where he's going erina her family uh the academy what happens to the food world 
and they had a beginning scene that ended just or uh, ending scene that that opened like the beginning scene. I really enjoyed it. it. Wrapped up everything for me, and I don't think it was really rushed. I know that COVID hit, and there were some things they had to change, but I really feel like uh, Yoshitomo made good decisions on the way that they went for the end of this series after five seasons. So that's going to be the director, uh, best director of 2020 is Yoshitomo uh, Yonitani from JC Studios. And then best studio MAPPA for all of the fucking series and Jujutsu Kaisen being the last one that they had out. Uh, MAPPA's just doing really, really good work. They're doing the Lord's work every time that they do something. Then again, this is why I asked, um, John Favreau, like, do something with MAPPA. MAPPA has been producing quality anime content for a long time, and they keep coming out with hits because I would not have thought that they would have done Jujutsu Kaisen the way that they did. They did. I thought they were going to slow it down a little bit. No, beautiful. It's perfect. Um, and not only that, like, you can see Dora Hidoro, they did Yuri on Ice, um, the God of High School. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think there was something else that was really, really similar as far as perspective. Because Euro Nice has a lot of spins, it's figure skating, it's ice skating. Um, Jujutsu Kaisen has a lot of fighting, and they use circular motion and spins, and they use environment very, very well. And, and Dora Hidora did the same thing. So, again, I can't give it up to anybody else but MAPPA for um, Studio of the Year for 2020. Okay, last two, last three. Best fight scene. Uh, you guys say whatever the fuck you want. Sakuna versus uh, Gojo. Best fight scene at the very beginning, and it wasn't even a full fight scene. You know why I'm saying this one. Not him and um, old Flamehead Boy. God, I always get their names mixed up. Goto. But this first one was the best because... Again, this circular motion, Mappa, look at the shit that they're doing. Where he hits from, he disappears, come around, and in the arm movement, the way that they do the martial arts in here, they show impactful movements. Uh, when you get farther into the story and you do Toto and Itadori and Itadori and Mahito and Mahito and some of these other ones, you see like um, angled roundhouse kicks, jump turn kicks, side kicks, grabs, uh, chin locks, leg locks, um, even uh, Ghetto does palm strikes as he's doing a cross grab for somebody's arm and then another strike and eliminates him in like two seconds. And this dude like set up this whole plan to just fuck him and Gojo up and it, it just fails. So the way that they set up this story and their fight scene was this scene right here. And I give it to him best fight scene for, for uh, 2020. As soon as I saw it, I knew this show was going to be the shit. Uh, Sukuna and Gojo, the very beginning of Jujutsu Kaitsen. Uh, last but not least, as far as the uh, or right before we get to best of the year, best nostalgic feels of a classic anime. So that means like what anime do you watch? And you immediately think of old school anime and like, I want to watch this shit. The one that did that for me is one that uh, Richard and Monica talked about a long time. Plunderer. Plunderer. You have the lecherous hero. He's OP. He wants to be left alone. Trigun. Cowboy Bebop. Dragon Ball, you even have um, uh, Roroni Kenshin, like all of these shows, Outlaw Star, this show made me feel like just the stupid shit, the funny shit. They had like, I think the third episode where he meets the, uh, 
the officer and she's in town. She has a short skirt. She's like, maybe one day I can get a longer skirt. He's just following her around trying to do stuff for her puffs or her cakes or whatever. And he's helping the town. He's supposed to be a legendary bad guy, but he's a good guy. Fucking made me feel like I was watching Toonami Block again every single episode. So Plunderer wins the uh, most nostalgic feels for anime in 2020. Now, we are here at the best anime of the year. Anime of the year, may you, for 2020. Now, if we go back through everything that I voted on, I want to see, because I didn't, I didn't even do this at the beginning. I was like, what did I vote on the most? Uh, Haiku's got one, two, three. I think just three votes. Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen's got one. Keep your hands off. Uh, Isaacin has technically three, but I combined it so it's two. One, two, three, four, five. Oh, that's so crazy. Five. Um, I'm just trying to see. Looking, I never counted up. So, Jujutsu Kaisen has five votes, and then uh, High Q has uh, three. Uh, keep your hands off. Isaacon has uh, two. But my anime of the year comes down to how I felt as I watched the show. The visual presentation, the music, not only like the opening and beginnings, but the uh, end scene music, uh, fight scenes, if any, or battle scenes, and then character depth, and then the narrative. And I always say narrative because narrative is something I always look for. It's like, is this story going to be interesting or is this bullshit? Like I was watching... um, like the end of Dracula on Netflix, like they just went into the future and started telling the story about the guy and the girl. I was like, oh, I don't need to see this shit. I don't even watch this shit. But it did tie in later on. I need to know that there is a narrative direction and they kind of keep tugging at me. And the way that they do that, I feel like for uh, my pick is they keep dangling the same OP character out in front, but they don't really give you much on it, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, so... Without further ado, the anime of the year, I'm just trying to find a good uh, picture, bam, is Jujutsu Kaisen for me. Now, why did I pick it for the year? Uh, And I did this last year, too, and I feel like I'm going to regret it because we have a little bit of time. Black Clover story narrative is fucking marvelous, but they have not caught up to where they are in the manga, and I feel like that's where the story blossoms even more. Because right now we had this huge arc coming into 2020, and it's kind of dissipated, and we have our training stuff, and we're leading into the next big battle, which isn't going to come to 2021. So there's a lot of growth there, but the story is continuing to kind of lull. Jujutsu Kaisen's on a consistent ramp, and is keeping a good pace with the manga, but there's there's story that's there that is being shown, even though the manga is far off. Um, Haikyuu, I love Haikyuu, and I know how it ends. We got the end of the manga. They've got more to build on. It's It's been like a, um, a rubber band. There's been like a lot of tension and suspension, but we haven't paid off, paid off yet. You know, the next couple episodes will determine that, but I'm going to give it to uh, Jujutsu Kaisen as my anime of 2020 for the reasons that it stayed on pace, 
the perception and perspective of the fight scenes is different than I've ever seen. The concepts of curses and where curses come from, from regular humanity, and there has to be an establishment to deal with that, is a unique idea. The reason that the curses are alive and these high-level special-grade curses, where they come from, is fucking interesting. And how do you deal with that? Because it's like there's good and bad guys, but you're all fighting the same thing, almost like Attack on Titan. So I give it up to Jujutsu Kaisen for the story, for the art, for everything they've done and fucking badass opening and endings and then the the fight scene music that is the 2020 anime award for the elijah bailey show all these titles will be put into the show notes but let's go over it real quick before i uh before we hit you with anime and manga of the month and get out of here most anticipated anime uh public hype yashihime princess half demon uh haikyuu let's go ahead and get uh, well, we can leave it up there. It's anime of the year. Um, most anticipated personal hype, Haikyuu Season 4. Most come up in an anime series, Yuji Itadori, fighting ability and jujutsu techniques in Jujutsu Kaisen. Best team battle, Korosuno versus Inarazaki. Uh, Hinata's receive, reset the, the pace. Best visual and best animation, keep your hands off Aizoukin. Uh, biggest anime betrayal is Great Pretender, Laurent, His Thievery, uh, or Theory, and Makoto in, uh, Edamura. Best Slice of Life for 2020 is Chihiro Furu Season 3. Best Character Design is Nikaido from Dorohidoro. Best Japanese VA is uh, Yuichi Nakamura for uh, Gojo in Jujutsu Kaisen. Best Score, Haikyuu Season 4. Um, best Fantasy, Keep Your Hands Off, Aizoken. Best antagonist, Sunuka, uh, Sunka from Jujutsu Kaisen. Best boy, Nasa Yuzaki from uh, Tanaka, Over the Moon for You. Best girl, Charmy from Black Clover. Best protagonist is Maple Kaede Honjo from Bofuri. I don't want to get hurt, so I'll max out my defense. Best VA in English is Zeno Robinson for Ogun Montgomery, Fire Force. Best drama is Tower of God. Best couple is Noi and Shin of Dora Hidora. Best ending sequence or best ending music and sequence is from Fire Force Season 2, Desire by Pelican Fan Club. Best comedy is Bofuri, I Don't Want to Get Hurt, So I'll Max Out My Defense. Best opening scene is from Jujutsu Kaisen's Kai Kai Kaiten by Eve. Best animation, I already said, was Keep Your Hands Off Aizoken. Best direction and best director is Yoshimoto Yotani from JC Staff for Food Wars uh, Shokugeki no Soma, The Fifth Plate. Best studio is MAPPA Studio for all the shit they've been putting out, which is phenomenal. Best fight scene of the year was uh, Gojo versus uh, Sunka for Jujutsu Kaisen. And best nostalgic feels of a classic anime goes to Plunder. And best anime of the year is Jujutsu Kaisen. And that is the 2020 T-E-B-S, the Elijah Beta Show Anime Awards. Normally, we would take a break. Let's keep this train moving. The last part, segment three, anime and manga of the month. Anime of the month is Black Bullet. In the year 2021, mankind was defeated by Gestera, a uh, parasitical virus, and is forced to live within a, a wall made of Venerium monolith, a metal that is able to subdue the Gestera uh, soon, the cursed children, children born with the Gastera virus, uh, who are able to control it, which gives them superhuman abilities, were discovered due to the Gastera virus injection. The cursed children only uh, could only be female. Civil securities are formed to specialize in a fighting uh, in fighting against Gastera, operating uh, with a pair of an initiator, 
who is a cursed child and a promoter serving to lead the cursed children. This initially re released in all, uh, April 8th, 2014 from Kenma Citrus and Orange Studio created by Shiden Kun Kanazaki. 13 episodes on Crunchyroll and VRV soon to come to Funimation because they bought everything. Manga of the month is to love room. Uh, Rito Yuki had no idea that the planet uh, Devaluka even existed with their princess Lala teleported into his bathtub. But now he finds himself to be engaged to this beautiful girl with a pointed tail. Problem, various aliens are showing up on missions of uh, varying hostile intent. Worse, the girl that Rito really loves is still completely unaware of his feelings. Uh, to Love Rue is a Japanese manga series written by Sakai Heisman and illustrated by Kentaro Yabuki, created, uh, the creator of Black Cat. It's uh, released in Shonen Jump Magazine April 20, uh, 2006 to August 2009, so 2009. Uh, but that is your Anime and Manga of the Month. Again, Black Bullet and To Love Rue. Now, if you guys enjoy the Anime Awards, just leave me a message. Just say, hey, I loved it. This was cool. These are the titles that you might have missed. Did you even watch this? I know that you had a lot on your plate. Here, you should watch this title too. Would you reconsider your vote? Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. I don't know. But those were my 25 choices for Anime of the Month. We have the uh, 2020 Anime Award for a little bit of anime, which some of my answers might be different. But join us because there's going to be drinks. There's going to be games. There's going to be fun because it's our 100th episode on December 30th at 6 p.m. So that's Wednesday, December 30th, 6 p.m. Twitch.tv forward slash Elijah underscore 5,000. Thank you guys for listening to me tell you about all the shit that I'm excited about from HBO Max, Disney, Star Wars, Marvel, and then also the 2020 Anime Awards. And make sure to watch One Piece and give uh, uh, Kuzan some respect, dude. He rides around the ocean pedaling on a bicycle, freezing water underneath him. He'll never die. He's the only one of the only uh, devil food users that can live above like literally right above water and not have to worry about sinking but thank you guys for joining me What's up, everybody? Elijah 5000 here. Me and the Buckety appreciate it so much that you download this show each and every week. Again, we drop every Thursday. If you're new to the Elijah Bailey Show, go to Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or Spotify, or wherever you listen to this auditorial pleasure that you get weekly, and just subscribe, rate, and review. Thank you, and I'll catch your ass in the next podcast.